Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Lily Allen Duenas. Together, we'll talk about the world of yoga and we'll talk to people from around the world. Join us for authentic conversations about the global yoga ecosystem, and we'll cover yoga philosophies and methodologies along the way. Inhale, exhale. We're about to dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. Today, I am so excited to welcome on to the show Bonolo Palaz. She is from Botswana. She's a yoga teacher and a yoga studio owner, and she owns Yon Yoga. It's a yoga studio based in Gaborone, Botswana, and the studio offers yoga retreats in Southern Africa and yoga classes both in person and online. They have a great YouTube presence. Definitely recommend checking out their free classes on YouTube as well. So Bonolo's first encounter with yoga wasn't really enthusiastic actually, and it's a story that I'd love for her to tell herself. So thank you so much, Bonolo, for joining me on the show today. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Lily, for having me. I'm truly grateful for the opportunity. Um, my, my first introduction to yoga, like you mentioned, was very, wasn't very enthusiastic. I, I had seen people go into the gym that I went to. I was very hyperactive. I was very intense. I did all sorts of high intensity exercises at the gym and I kind of didn't understand what yoga was. I would see this beautiful lean women in colorful yoga clothes and colorful yoga mats coming into the studio, very chilled out, very zen. And I kind of judged them. I wondered, what's, 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 what's that about? How do you come all the way to gym to just lie down on your yoga mat? Because I imagined that yoga was about, I, don't, I didn't know exactly what it was, but I would often sometimes see them lying on the mat. So I thought, really now? And then in 2013, I was pregnant and I had a uh, I had a, a high-risk pregnancy, so my doctor stopped me from all high-intensity exercise, and he, well, actually it's a she, she suggested that I do either yoga, walking, or swimming, or all three of them. I I did the I did walking, I did swimming, but then I wasn't getting. I was used to high energy, so I was like, let me just give this yoga thing a go. You never know. So I went to my first yoga class. I was about seven months pregnant, I think 30 weeks or thereabout, or 29 weeks, I'm not sure. So I went to my first yoga class. It was interesting. It was really interesting in that it was like the longest one hour of my training life on the one hand, but it was also sort of exhilarating on the other hand. And um, it really sparked an interest in me. And I, and as well, I, I realized that it was, I was really so, I realized that I'd really worked out in a way that I hadn't anticipated yoga would, 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 would do or would offer. So it really did spark uh it intrigued me to say the least 
Yeah. Uh, I think that that's how so many people kind of get that first introduction to yoga is at the gym when they see other people just showing up with their mats, as you said, and then they look in the room and they see them just sitting on the ground, touching their toes, sitting on the ground, moving around. And and I could see how it's uh, it, it's not what it appears. And a lot of the yoga students I have who've never tried it before and it's their first class, afterwards they'll say, wow, that's so much harder than it looks. I think that carries true, don't you? Exactly. It is. It's often, well, now for me as a yoga teacher, I often, when people say to me that it doesn't even look like an exercise, I always encourage them to come to class just, you know, to experience it. And I always love it when they come out of that session and be like, yo, that was intense because I think people walk into yoga class expecting to just maybe chill out, I guess. But then they realize that it really does require a lot of physical presence or physical activity. And more than just the physical element, it also requires a lot of presence. It requires a lot of availability or emotional availability. And it's that in itself can actually be more intense than the physical practice itself. That's such a great point that it does invite and call for this presence. And I think also, it calls for us to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, you have to just breathe into those positions where you feel something like you're touching your edge and it's an, kind of that ow, ooh, you know, sensation. You just have to stay there for five breaths, eight breaths, whatever the count is. And I think that's a huge challenge, a mental challenge as well for our students. It is. It is a, it is a big mental challenge. A lot of people actually think say that yoga is painful but I often always get the sense that the pain isn't necessarily from a a physical standpoint it's more from an emotional standpoint and like you say the beauty about yoga is that when you initially enter a pose sometimes there's there's that discomfort and I love that it it allows if you stick with the discomfort you would realize you would emerge out of that pose um, having having experienced the discomfort and then your body opening up and then getting to the joy of the pose itself. So I think in a way, it's, it's a bit like life. If you come across hurdles, if you leave before actually immersing yourself in your hurdles, um, acknowledging them, you won't ever get to experience the joy that comes after. It is a gateway to joy. Um, and as you practice and as you continue, there's more and more joy in it. I think that that's kind of can be a barrier for beginners as well. Just thinking, oh, is it always, I'm not flexible. Will I always be inflexible? And then people get in such a hurry too. They're like, how many classes or how many days until I can do a handstand? You know, there's that urgency too. I think we, uh, we live in a society that, um, we love instant gratification. We want it now, here, now. So, and again, I think um, gym yoga also kind of sets the tone for um, the more athletic type of yoga, you know, where people kind of expect that it'll be high intense, it'll be extremely fast. You'd eventually get to a headstand if you do whatever. But um, for me, I actually also did go through that phase in my life where I was like chasing poses, chasing getting to the next level. But I've since, um, you know, took a step back to just 
gently move along, um, stay with the discomfort, immense myself in the journey, because I think the beauty of yoga really is in the journey. So I'd love to ask you, Bonolo, about yoga in Botswana. Um, Is it usually kind of most common in gyms or is there a lot of yoga studios? Is it ton of young people going, older people going. Can you paint us a little bit of a picture? So yoga in Botswana really is not as mainstream as it is in the West or in South Africa. I think South Africa is coming up quite nicely. Botswana is more at the beginning of starting to have a yoga community. So a lot of the yoga practices are done in gyms. And even then, it's not as available as one would like to see for example i struggled so so like i said i started yoga in 2013 but in between the time i went for yoga teacher training and the time i started i really struggled to find a, a yoga class that i could consistently go to especially during the week so i did mostly saturday morning yoga class midweek i would then go on youtube and practice on youtube um but to answer your question we are seeing a lot of uh, small studios coming up or small or solo teachers to be precise because we're not seeing a lot of studios we have quite a handful of studios but we're seeing a lot of more solo yoga teachers coming up and it's nice to see because we're seeing a lot more people getting interested in yoga so it can only be really great i would hope that at some point in the near future we would be more intentional and deliberate about building a a, a yoga community. Wonderful. So they're definitely very lucky to have Yon Yoga then. <laughs> and so Benolo, too, for just like a minute here, can we pretend that somebody or, or a listener, one of our listeners, has never heard of Botswana or just doesn't know very much? Could you describe a little bit about your country for us? Oh, that's one of my favorite topics. Because I think a lot of people, so when I travel, I, I love to travel. And I I did my teacher training in Thailand, for example. And I realized that a lot of people really do not know Botswana as a country or don't even know Botswana at all. I realized that, and I, 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 I really thought about it a lot and wondered, what could it be? And I realized that we are essentially part of Africa where things are going right. Well, for the most part, I would say. So unlike other African countries where you're always hearing about really negative stories, Botswana hardly make it in the news because largely things work. Um, so Botswana is um, is in southern Botswana is in southern Africa, while next to South Africa, we are a population of about two point three million. We have free education from pre-primary school up to university. We have free health care. We quite literally have um, a thriving economy. We have um, we are we're really large in terms of tourism, especially luxury tourism. We have the uh, the majority of our tourism sector is based in the northern part of the country where we have the most pristine 
places, some of the most pristine places in the world. People come to Botswana for luxury tourism. They come for peace and tranquility. We have beautiful blue skies. We have beautiful water bodies. It's like the most refreshing place in the world. So what what I have found is that while we appeal to a lot of high-end tourists, we're really lacking in terms of appealing to middle market tourism, middle market tourists and budget market tourists, which is why at Yoga we introduced um, yoga retreats targeting the middle market essentially to say that um, you can come to Botswana for safaris at a reasonable cost which largely hasn't been available because like i said we are more on the luxury tourism side of things so Botswana really is a beautiful country to visit it's not we always my friends and i always laugh and laugh and say that um you go to paris for fashion for example you go to las vegas for fun but you come to haboroni to sleep Ooh, that's unique. Why would you go, come there to sleep? <laughs> because we're very, well, it's a very small population. Like I said, we're a population of 2.3 million. While I think our size, the, the, the size of the country is as large as France, I believe. But we have quite a small population. And in addition to that, we have very strict rules around um around alcohol and entertainment so we we had a lot of um i'd say rules and regulations around entertainment so you'd find that clubs would close very early which is why we often laugh and say that if you want to go have fun go somewhere but if you want to come and sleep just come to games because by by 12 o'clock the streets are literally empty and people are home that doesn't sound too bad to me at all. I'm an early bird. I like to be to bed early. <laughs> so that's why you have to come here to sleep, hey? You would love it. Oh, that sounds so beautiful. And the landscape, as you said, the beautiful bodies of water. Um, do you have a lot of wildlife as well? Mountains, hiking? We have we have a lot of wildlife. We actually have the largest number of ele- elephants in the in the in the world, um, largely because we are really big on conservation, and we have a large amount of wild animals. We have, unfortunately, we don't have mountains, so you can't go hiking. But we have we have the largest part of our country is quite a, is is actually a desert, the Kalahari Desert, and then we have the Okavango Delta, which is nestled in the middle of the the desert it's like an oasis in the in the middle of the desert that's where the majority of our tourist activities happen Mm, sounds beautiful um so to get back to yoga bonolo i I would love to know how do you feel after you spend time on your yoga mat and um because of how you feel there how do you think that impacts the space that you create for your students I've never left my yoga mat feeling unjoyful. I so so yoga makes me feel open in a way that I can't quite explain. It makes me feel joyous in a way that I can't quite explain. 
it also serves me in different ways. For example, there are days where I go to my yoga mat to just literally lie down and that's it. And I leave my yoga mat feeling loved and nourished and taken care of. And then there are days when I go on my yoga mat and I vinyasa all of one hour dynamic yoga flow and I come out sweating, breathing hard, and feeling like my chest just broke open and there's so much sun entering my chest. So, so much sun breaking into my heart. It's, it's, such, a, it's such an unexplainable feeling, the, the, how yoga makes me feel. It's, it's mm-hmm. undescribable, to be honest. And in that regard, it makes me feel like this is something that I really want to share with people. This is because it makes me feel good. I really want to help other people feel good as well. Um, I, I always hear often maybe at work or my friends would be complaining about little, you know, pain in the back or my neck does this, or I feel so heavy, et cetera, et cetera. And I always say to them, have you tried yoga? Because I believe that there's a different yoga class for different needs. And if only people would just give it a go or give it a chance, they would get to really experience the beauty and the joy of yoga. I love how you describe that sun in your chest, that like explosion of of just warmth and nourishment. And I think I loved that. That was beautiful. So um, what do you think is your specialty in yoga um, or on the, the teaching path of yoga and why? So when I first started teaching, I was more on the high-paced range of teaching because I think when you're new, you, you kind of feel under pressure to perform performative yoga. But the more I practiced, the more I really took a step back to really um, be present in my teaching, to really take it slow. And I realize now that I actually love teaching beginners more than I love teaching um, intermediate and advanced practitioners. I find that I really love walking the journey with someone who's just starting out in the beginning because also what I find is that sometimes intermediate are intermediate because they they maybe have the strength but have not necessarily walked the path or walked the journey to actually get proper alignment or to just you know be grounded in their practice but when you when you teach someone at the beginning of their yoga journey you I feel like I have the responsibility and the opportunity to give them a solid start to their yoga practice a solid start that is supported where they feel supported where they feel taken care of where they feel um, supported like I said in that way, it allows them to really dive deeper or marinate over the practice and really rip the benefits of the of the practice, as opposed to if you were to just rush them or if you were to just work with intermediates who mostly always want the higher paced type of yoga. I know what you mean. I love teaching 
beginners so much. And it's those, for me, students who um, have never tried yoga before. And it being the person that gets to introduce them to yoga and show them what yoga can be and can offer and can give, it just feels like such an honor, like such a gift that they're trusting me to be the person to, to introduce it to them. Exactly. And and I think also the the reason why I may have gravitated more towards loving teaching beginners is again because like I said, the yoga scene in Botswana is really in its infancy. So the majority of people that walk into our studios are beginners, they're people who've never practiced yoga before. So in that way I've really had to put on the brakes and go back to the basics. So that's where, that's where I really feel like, that's what I feel like I'm called to do. Start with them, support them, work with them through this beautiful journey of yoga discovery. Yes, I agree. I love that. And in you said when people are coming through the doors for the first time at Yon Yoga for their first class, what do you think they're they're looking for? Are they looking for um, you know, some emotional support? Are they looking to heal a back pain? Like what do you find that your students are looking for? Okay, so there are two kinds. The the first kind is the ones that are looking for headstands. I think every yoga studio has people who just come in looking to do headstand. And then, however, the, the majority of our clients, I think we've also been deliberate in that way. So the majority of our clients come to us looking to heal their everyday aches and pains. Um, I think largely because the way we we set our presence online is that we focus on the four major problems, which is especially for women, which is back pain, which is um, so we focus on helping them manage back pain. We help them manage stress and anxiety as well as insomnia. So these are the fourth that people come to us complaining about and over time we started to center our message around those four discomfort or four ailments for for lack of a better word that's wonderful that you're helping people kind of target those four main groups the stress anxiety insomnia and back pain i know that that is probably the most common complaints for sure of the average person just with how we live our lives at computers and desks and screens and so sedentary I think people have a lot of aches and pains but a lot of stress and anxiety from work and then of course that goes into our sleep so I kind of blame the lifestyle a bit exactly I think it's more a lifestyle thing more than anything but the beauty about it is that within just maybe two weeks of consistent pricks practice they start to come back and say oh wow I'm sleeping better now and we're also very intentional about breathwork in our yoga practice in our yoga classes so I love breathwork so much so each and every class for us begin with some type of breathwork and you'd find that that first 10 minutes when you when we're done with the breathwork and I ask them how they feel there's that dazed look in their faces. I think most, especially the ones who are new, wondering what just happened. Because suddenly you feel this lightness. 
within yourself that you didn't even knew existed before you started your breath work. Yeah, breath work and pranayama is it's so powerful um, how it can affect our moods. It's like the first thing that when you know you start to get stressed, the first thing they say is take a deep breath. You know, we're breathing is so important to the state of our our being. Um, I'm really grateful that you prioritize that in all your classes as well. So, uh, Bonolo, um, what, what, how would you define yoga? I know that it's such a huge giant term, but I like to ask every guest if I can remember to, to ask the question, how do you define yoga? I feel like yoga is a fairy godmother in the sense that it, I feel like it's, it's, it's a lot of things. It's, uh, it's charming, it's whimsical, it's loving. It's supportive, but it also lets you just explore. And when you explore, you still feel supported. You can venture out, but you know that it'll, it'll hold you. It'll, it'll support you. It'll love you. It'll show you little corners that you didn't even know existed. I feel like it's a very good mother. That is delightful. What a, what a wonderful response. And you caught me so off guard. That was such a surprise. <laughs> I love that. Bonolo, are you open at all to collaborating with other yoga teachers internationally or, or regionally? Um, definitely, I would love to collaborate with local teachers. I would love to collaborate with regional teachers and I would love to collaborate internationally. Um, with local yoga teachers, I feel like we could really go the extra mile or we could go the distance if you could just come together in a way. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out the best way to do that, but I feel like if local yoga teachers, if you came together, would really, really, it'll benefit all of us. And then in terms of regionally, yoga in Africa as well, it's not as large or as mainstream as it is in the West, or at least not in my experience. Because like I said, for, for you to know is for you to go online and search for, for yoga studios and yoga teachers, but hardly would you, uh, there really aren't many that you will find online. So I don't know if it's a matter of one not digitally present, but what there. Or is it that we're not as many as we should be? For example, I, I stayed in, in Tanzania for in, in 2018, and I really struggled to find a yoga studio and a yoga class in Dar es Salaam, and it's quite a large city. Um, so so I guess so I guess that tells me that we're there, but maybe we're not as many as we could potentially be. So that's why I'd really like to have collaborations across Africa or across the region. And then I would definitely also love to collaborate with other international yoga teachers because I feel like we benefit when we work together. We each bring a different, unique element to the table and that way we all expand and we all grew in exponential ways. Absolutely. That's, that's why we're here today. <laughs> that's why we're doing what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was excited to do this with you mm, as well. Yeah. I'm so grateful 
for the time we've gotten together and just getting to know you better. I love your story and I'm so grateful that you created uh, Yon Yoga and that you're serving your community and you're helping train other teachers and giving other teachers opportunities and um, advocating for yoga in Botswana. And I'm glad you're interested too about kind of drawing together the yoga teachers in Africa because as you said, um, it can be, for me, hard to find, to find yoga teachers too to interview um, in certain countries in Africa. Is there any... Um, you know, alliance, you, you know, I know there's yoga alliance, of course, the main one, but is there an, a yoga alliance for Africa or anything created, a structure? So even funny enough, you should mention yoga alliance. I also searched when I was um, certifying with yoga alliance, I tried to find other yoga teachers, but I think in Botswana there was, when I last checked, there was just two of us on the platform, On um, two of us who were registered, or three at most, who are registered. Well, actually, Yoga South Africa has started uh, a community of yoga teachers. And I reached out and said to them, may I please be a part of that? And they allowed me to be a part of that. But in essence, it's more just a a South African-based, it's more for South African-based yoga teachers. But I was like, um... I'm here in Botswana and you guys are just a short distance away from me. So I I would love to to participate in this. So Benola, I would love for you to share with our listeners um, how they can get in touch with you, like your website or your social media, as well as any offerings that you currently have that our listeners could tap into. So currently we have a yoga retreat coming up next month from the 21st to the 24th of October. It's in Kasani. It's in the northern part of Botswana where we intersect Botswana, Zimbabwe, Namibia, and Zambia. So it's like at the very corner of the four countries. It's a beautiful place. It's green. There's a lot of world. There's a lot of wildlife. It's in Kasani. So literally as you drive into Kasani, you will be interacting with wild animals, especially elephants. So if anybody is interested in that, you can visit our website, yonyoga.com and learn more about that. And next year we'll have more retreats, um, hopefully not just in Botswana, but in the region as well. That will be on the website. Please look out for that. And then in terms of other offerings, we're currently filming for YouTube. So we'll be dropping, we haven't done this in a while, so we'll be dropping more videos on a weekly basis on our YouTube channel. So please be on the lookout for that. The name for our YouTube channel is Yon Space Yoga. So please check it out as well and subscribe. We'd really appreciate your support. And then you can also check us out on our social media pages. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we're on Twitter, but we're not very active on Twitter. So Facebook and Instagram, at Yon Yoga. Both of them are the same handle. So please check them out and subscribe to our channel. We'd truly appreciate your support. Other than that, we also offer yoga classes, weekly classes in person, in Kaburoni. So if you ever come to visit, 
we would really love to have you visit our studio. We're also working on introducing a robust schedule for online yoga classes that you can do live, live online yoga classes. Oh, that's wonderful. So many great offerings. And I wanted to let my listeners, our listeners know that um, Bonolo's links be here in the show notes. So just scroll down, you'll find those links as well as on my website, wildyogatribe.com. So make sure you click on those. So thank you so much, Bonolo, for joining me to get today. It has just been a true joy to be with you. Thank you so much, Lily. I'm really humbled by the opportunity to share this lovely practice that I love so much with you and with your listeners. I hope that we will collaborate in future. Oh, me too. (laughs) I'm sure we will. Um, So thank you again for being with me. Thank you so much for tuning into my conversation today with Bonolo Palaz from Botswana. I hope you found this conversation to be surprising. I loved how she described yoga as being a fairy godmother, and I loved how she explained her yoga practice feeling like a sun, you know, just a sun exploding from or or just flowing out from her heart during her practice, nourishing and and loving and caring and strengthening. I I just think she was so eloquent. So I was so grateful to learn more about Botswana, more about her yoga studio, Yon Yoga, and all their wonderful offerings. So I hope you tune in to the the next episode of the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast and that you connect with Yon Yoga online. Thank you so much for being here. Be well. Thank you for being on this journey with me. It has been a privilege to be with you. I know that your time is precious and I am both humbled and honored that you chose to spend your time with me here on the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. As you are on your own inner journey, remember that you are not alone. There are so many of us on this path to awakening, this path of self-discovery and expansion, and we are right here alongside you. Remember to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you feel called, please share this episode with someone that you think could benefit from it. Leaving a review would also be so appreciated. If you're on social media, I am there too at the Wild Yoga Tribe. You can tap into all the amazing resources on my website, thewildyogatribe.com, and you can meditate with me on Insight Timer and get your flow on with me on my YouTube channel where I've recorded free yoga classes. If you would like to schedule a private yoga or meditation class with me or a coaching session, you can find the link to do so to book in the show notes or on my website, again, thewildyogatribe.com. Thank you once again, dear listener, for being with me. May your day be light and bright. May you be peaceful and happy and led on the right path, free of suffering and free of sorrow. Be well, dear one. Be well. Mm